نام باشم را زهرا یا زهرا یا خاتم دار یا زهرا یا زهرا یا خاتم processions were held in 24 provinces. The Iran-Iraq war took place over eight years during the 1980s. Former Iraqi dictator Saddam Hussein launched a military invasion of Iran with support from Western and regional states. Well, about 200,000 Iranians are estimated to have lost their lives and gone missing during the war. Over the years, the country has been carrying out search operations to recover the remains of those missing. The search mostly spans Iran's southern and western regions which border Iraq, as well as areas inside Iraq. TV's news review where we look deeper into some of the top stories of the day. On this segment of the program, Iran says the U.S. and Israel are obstructing the complete elimination of chemical weapons in the world. Addressing a U.N. Security Council session, Iran's deputy permanent representative to the U.N. expressed deep concern about the U.S. non-compliance with the Chemical Weapons Convention. Zahra Ershadi stressed that the U.S. is the only member state of the convention which still possesses chemical weapons. She added that Israel must be forced to join the arms control treaty immediately and without any preconditions. The convention bans the use, production, and stockpiling of chemical arms. The Iranian uh, envoy further highlighted Syria's commitment to destroy its chemical stockpile. She said uh, the UN Security Council's monthly sessions over Syria have no justification when the convention's implementing body has approved the elimination of Syrian weapons. Joining us on this edition of the News Review, we have uh, geopolitical analyst and human rights activist, Mr. Ryan Dawson, who's joining us from Osaka. Also, we have journalist and activist and political analyst, John Bosnich, joining us from Belgrade. Gentlemen, welcome to the program. Let's start off with Mr. Dawson in Osaka. Please uh, give us your perspective on the recent uh, comments made by the uh, uh, Iranian representative uh, at the uh, Security Council. Well, he has a point, and the hypocrisy is pretty thick for the U.S. or Israel to be waving their finger at anybody about chemical weapons. Uh, Syria did get rid of their chemical weapons. The only reason they acquired them in the first place was act as a deterrent to other states in the region that have WMDs, uh, Israel in particular. Israel's the only country in the Middle East that has nuclear weapons. The U.S. decides not to acknowledge this, but the whole world knows it. Mordecai Benunu blew the whistle on their nuclear weapons and showed the warheads to the world. Uh, he was honey trapped and thrown in prison thanks to Robert Maxwell, the father of now convicted child trafficker Glenn Maxwell, who worked with Jeffrey Epstein. <clears throat> and not only that, the U.S. and Israel have used chemical weapons recently. Most recently, the U.S. used depleted uranium in Iraq and in Libya. Uh, so it is hypocrisy for them to say that others cannot possess chemical or biological weapons when they have and use them themselves, and so do their allies. Right, and Mr. Abbasich, let's get your thoughts on the issue as well. Um, first of all, um, the, uh, the United States, as we know, is a member of uh, the Chemical Weapons Convention. Uh, at simultaneously, it's not in non-compliance with this body. How does this hypocrisy work? And then let's also uh, talk about uh, 
the uh, uh, issue of uh, Israel as well. Mm. It won't sign the NPT, won't sign uh, the uh, Chemical Weapons Convention. And uh, with the support of the United States, it is always acting above the law. Why is that? Well, this is the <clears throat> this is the flip side of the American propaganda term, American exceptionalism. Um, a normal person would think exceptional exceptionalism implies being better than, doing better than, behaving in a better way. But what it means in reality is that the United States is exempting itself from international law. And the United States' primary international partner, especially in the Middle East, is Israel. And therefore, they get a buy as well. And what this creates is a fundamental imbalance in which there is law that applies only to other people and not to the United States. And this is fundamentally contrary to the founding principles of the United States, which are based on equality. This is a situation in which the only possible response is a global answer saying this is not acceptable to us. And normally what happens when there's a global answer against a, a, an international state doing things against the law is we impose sanctions. And that, of course, could not even be discussed at the United Nations because the United States would veto it. So we're in a situation in which the fundamental principles of international law are directly contradicted by the actions, the sayings, and the deeds of the United States. Ryan Dawson, uh, a guest that we spoke to uh, earlier here on Press TV regarding this issue said that various bodies, for example, the OPCW, they're actually afraid of... Um, uh, of going over the uh, the chemical weapons use of the likes of the United States and the Israeli regime. I'd like to see if you agree with that statement and whether you see it in that light as well. Well, yes, and even if you put them in the the best light possible and say they weren't lying, but they just repeatedly got it wrong on in Syria where they accused Assad of using chemical weapons actually different uh, al-Qaeda groups were using chemical weapons covertly provided for them. Uh, by the Turks and uh, the U.S.'s allies, Saudi, UAE, and so on. They've been caught uh, giving them tow missiles and arming al-Qaeda. Uh, the ones fighting against al-Qaeda in Syria, people like General Soleimani, ended up being assassinated by Donald Trump on behalf of the Israelis. They met with him with a working group, got hold of John Bolton, and said that they wanted the, him dead. But it's they, they do one thing and they say another. and It is always the opposite. They say they're you know, they're they're not aiding the Contras in Nicaragua, but they were the whole time. They say they're not aiding Al-Qaeda, but they were the whole time. It's anarcho-tyranny. It's one set of laws for the rest of the world and none for itself. But as far as international pressure uh, trying to correct this, putting sanctions in the United States is basically impossible. Their economy and military are too large. The only real solution will have to come from within the United States, from the U.S. public are going to have to care and know about these things. And the only way to reach the public is to build up uh, different sets of media. Because right now, if you're watching American news, you're not going to know that Israel stole nuclear weapons from the United States. Let's be clear on who holds the pants in this relationship. Israel stole uranium from Apollo, Pennsylvania. 
out of Numec and illegally built nuclear weapons in secret, and the U.S. didn't prosecute anybody. They stole conventional weapons from the United States, and nothing happened. Uh, this is a pariah state, but uh, when you look at what's really going on, is the corporate interests uh, that rule the roost in the U.S. Congress, and there's a lot of bribery and blackmail and corruption, and if we don't have the public do something from within, this will continue indefinitely because nobody is going to put sanctions on America. They are just too wealthy. Mr. Bozic, I saw you nodding there. I'd like to get uh, uh, your thoughts on the issue that was mentioned as well. And also, how can this status quo ever change? Well, I agree with every word of your other guest here today. He's touched on all of the key points. I've just circled a number of issues on my notes here. Chemical weapons, the United States maintains them. The proliferation of nuclear weapons, the United States and Israel did it. They want unilateral disarmament on the side of Iran, which leaves you open to an attack. And there is no doubt that those attacks will be coming. The United States simply rejects the principle of one law for all. We have the case that you've mentioned earlier here of Mordecai Vanunu, who risked his life to expose to the world that Israel had nuclear weapons and spent the, the next decades till today either under arrest in a, in a dungeon or refused the right to have any movement, freedom of movement, till this day. We can't use sanctions. It's correct. My comments are idealistic. But the United States controls the world economy still to a large degree. But I think that uh, here in uh, Serbia where I'm based now we're celebrating tomorrow the orthodox eastern christmas and it brings to mind the rules that god gave unto man and one of those rules is thou shalt not kill and what america and its allies have found is unlimited ways to kill to kill all mass and to kill without any sense of guilt very well thanks a lot uh, allow me to thank uh, our guest for uh, the news review segment, journalist, activist, and political analyst John Bosnitz joining us from Belgrade. Also, thanks to geopolitical analyst and human rights activist Ryan Dawson joining us from Osaka. With that, it brings us to an end here on this edition of the news review, but do stay tuned. There's plenty more to come here on Press TVC in a bit.